Over the next few minutes, you're going to learn what to say to your three-year-old if she keeps saying to her little brother, you have a lovely little Willie, every time they're in the bath together. And welcome back to Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sproul and I sit in the car with you each week, answering a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. My answer comes from this overall understanding that underpins everything in the evolved family method, that sexuality and our genitals are just another part of our body, just another part of being human. And when we know that fully and completely to be true, then it gives us a lot of freedom in how we can have conversations about all sorts of things, including things about little willies at bath time. So what many parents do if they're faced with a situation like this would be to create a distraction of some sort. So uh, we don't have to have a conversation. So it's like minimizing the topics as they come up. And I understand why we would do this because most of us have not been shown or we don't understand what a healthy developing sexuality looks like, what normal everyday curiosity about genitals looks like for children. And so we will have this underlying fear that maybe there is something wrong, um, maybe our child is doing wrong, or maybe we are meant to be doing something to make sure that our kids really completely understand a rock solid sort of feeling about consent. And so when something comes up about genitals in bath time, the feeling is a little bit around, oh, am I doing this right? That feeling about whether we're doing this right or not is one of the key indicators that uh, we are a courageous but tongue-tied parent. We absolutely want to be there for our child and say the things that need to be said and give them the skills they need. But there's this sense of being stuck and unsure whether what we think we should be doing is the right thing to do. So in this episode, I'm going to show you what to say when your three-year-old talks about her little brother's little Willie and how you can start using this experience to build an evolved communicating family instead of feeling stuck being tongue-tied. So point one, questions or interest in their own genitals and other people's genitals are absolutely normal for young children. That's part of how they learn. They're hardwired to be curious. And so they might be curious about dogs and cats and food and weather and their friends and lunch boxes and genitals as well. It's all the same thing. And the qualities of their curiosity would be, and I'm going to refer to my notes, um, lighthearted, spontaneous, they're easily diverted from that thing. You could distract them if you really wanted to. Um, it's enjoyable for them to be asking these questions. And that quality of uh, our child's interaction is very much present in this question. I'm going to read the whole question, actually. What is a good response for a three-year-old girl announcing, I like your little Willie about her brother in the bath? I usually just say, it's a lovely little Willie. But how do I let her know that it's okay to talk about gender and sexuality, but the nuanced inappropriateness in talking about touching other people's genitalia. So the question is really concerned about, okay, so she's talking about it, but we want to make sure she doesn't go too far. Um, and so we support ourselves in having a conversation with our children about these sort of things by reminding ourselves that this is absolutely and utterly normal. It's part of their development and it's our job to meet their curiosity with um, information 
support and um, guidance. And that's what we do in every, every part of parenting, right? That we meet our child's wherever they are with information, support and guidance and care. So we're, we're moving them through growing up and their interactions with their own genitals and other people's genitals is no different. We're doing exactly the same thing. So the next point, point two, point two, <laughs> is about boundaries. Absolutely, we are using this as a teachable moment, as a way to talk about boundaries about consent so we can say yes um, his genitals are for him and your genitals are for you and he is not old enough yet to be able to sort of say to you I don't want you to touch my genitals so, so I get to do that for him because I'm the parent and it's parents jobs are to look after kids um, it's really interesting about sexuality isn't it because sometimes our brains uh, are more likely to feel negative and worried around things to do with sex and um, these parts of our body than around other difficulties our children have um, in learning how the world works. And I was just thinking, I remember when my kids were much younger and um, they would drink out of plastic cups, right? And there was a point where, you know, your overrun kid gets to the age where they want to drink out of a cup like a grown-up. And so uh, one of my sons, I remember, we allowed him to drink out of a glass. Now, we just use jars in our house for glasses, so then nothing particular special. But when he took the glass out of the drawer, didn't it slip and smash on the ground, right? So in that moment, this is a normal part of everyday parenting, something has not gone quite right, and there's a moment now where everyone is in danger because there's glass all over the floor. So we focus on keeping everyone safe. So that will be making sure, I remember quite well, making sure everyone had shoes on, we could lift him up, put him in a safe space, and then we would um, sweep up the glass. Now, in that moment, I didn't have fears and concerns about my child being a demolition expert or um, being growing up to be someone who was a vandal. It was very much focused on in the moment, keeping everyone safe. So in the same way that when these conversations about willies start in the bath, uh, let's just focus on keeping everyone safe. We don't need to be, or it doesn't help our parenting if we focus on the worst case scenario and think about all the bad things that happen to do with sexuality, because it takes our mind away from the moment. It prevents us from being able to connect with our child and be involved in their interest and guide that interest on a path. If we're freaking out and thinking about the worst case things that can happen, and of course we're going to think about worst case things that can happen, because when it comes to sexuality and children, most of the headlines or the news we hear about it is to do with things going horribly badly wrong and um, abuse and various boundaries being crossed. So it's natural that our brains would go there, but it doesn't help our connected parenting. And in the Evolved Family Method, we are absolutely learning about how to stay connected with our kids while we have these conversations. And um, parents who go through the Evolve, the Evolve School um, learn all about how to keep connection while having conversations like this. Point three, lean into the conversation. Lean into it instead of like lean away from it. So if you're on the podcast, when I'm saying lean in, I'm leaning in toward the camera 
And when I'm leaning back, I'm leaning lean back away from the camera. It's like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. Oh, okay, let's talk about this, right? So leaning in for a conversation about you have a lovely little willy can look like saying, genitals are so interesting, aren't they? Shall we um, read a book about penises and vulvas after the bath? That sounds fun, right? And so taking what our child is interested in and moving it along and using it as an opportunity to educate, but also to build a culture in our family where conversations about these things are welcomed and encouraged and supported. So I have um, Roby Harris's book here called It's Not the Stork. So those of you on the podcast, It's Not the Stork by Roby H. R. Harris. And I'm going to show page 18 and 19. Where are they? Here we go. 18 and 19. If you can see this, we've got some cartoon pictures of genitals there with the names for them. And then on the next page, we have sort of the inside parts. Um, this book is, she recommends um, for kids for, from four. But um, the great thing about books is you can use them for the pictures and not read the text. So it can support a very everyday conversation about penises, vulvas, and all the different parts in a way that's interesting for your child and gives you something to focus on when you're having the conversation. So you've just learned what to say to a three-year-old who says, I like your little willy to her brother in the bath. And that answer was based on this value, this understanding, this attitude that sexuality and gen genitals are part of being human and growing up. But in the long run, unless you have age-appropriate understanding about all the different topics of conversations we can have and the skills to manage your emotions, your awkwardness, your fears or your worries around having conversations and the technical communication skills to start conversations, really connect with our children over what they are saying, um, then it makes it difficult. It's a tall order to have every conversation in exactly the right way that builds connection with your child and ultimately your evolved communicating family. So if you would like to find out more about the evolved family method and how that can help you build more connection then um, head to the link in my bio and put your name down on the wait list for the Evolve School. And I will let you know when that's open and you can decide if that's going to be the right thing for you. And that's sitting in a car for another week where I've answered a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. Bye for now.